What's up, everyone? I'm Josh, and with me is Kev. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Uh, not because I totally forgot to ask other people if they wanted to be on the show and totally forgot that Mike <laughs> wasn't going to be on the show or any of that. But uh, yeah, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, how awesome the hounds are and how terrible India is. Uh, cool. Here we go. Yeah, so uh, before we get any farther, I'm going to do this right now. On your Victory own terms. Selfie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how is Kevin? Good. I have, you know, because you're hosting, I can I can bring a little more to the table as far as that initial <laughs> question that I usually bring. Um, this past weekend, my wife went back to Pittsburgh, actually, to see a friend uh, that she had in high school, uh, just had a kid, um, and so left me back in knoxville for the weekend of kevin um and the weekend of kevin was you know pretty pretty couch centric which is good um <laughs> but uh i part of that i binged like the first like five and a half episodes of the sandman um and i really liked it it was really really good uh on netflix um if anyone i don't, I don't even think you would have to have an interest in like comic booky stuff i mean you know i uh, riley came home on sunday night and i was like hey do you want to watch it she's like Sigh. she's like i don't like do i have to pay, pay attention to it or whatever and i was like no I was like, you know um and yeah we we watched four episodes that night she's like yeah let's watch another one so yeah it was, she, she liked it too um it was, yeah it's a so great show i love it it is a little bit weird how sporadic the episode lengths are like i'm used mm -hmm. to like you know with streaming shows you can have any length whatever i get it but like first episode 50 some minutes are like an hour and a half and the second episode 32 minutes i'm like what is going on <laughs> like this is so weird but yeah I'm, I'm loving it uh yeah. as a huge fan of the books it's obviously it's completely different like but in a good way like i feel yeah. like it's they're they made a whole bunch of issues that are all kind of like separate into like one cohesive story instead of making it like kind of like vignettes like sometimes a comic about like a story yeah. of the week monster of the week type thing uh but also this weekend uh epl started back up uh the perfect weekend for you to be couch surfing most of the weekend because i'm sure yeah, you right. were able just to uh, turn it on just binge it yep yeah no I, it was really nice to get up saturday morning and have a game to watch um again i mean you know subpar uh outcome for liverpool but um it, it was good it was good to just see it was just good to see those, you know, those players play again. It was good to, I watched a bit of the, what was it? Tottenham, who did Tottenham play? Uh, was it, oh, I watched the game. It was, me and Liz actually went to a bar. Uh, we went to Bulldog at nice. 7.30 in the morning nice. to watch to watch Fulham play yeah. Liverpool. We are fully expecting that game to be completely, you know, Fulham getting blown out. And we showed up and uh, Bulldog has actually become the Liverpool bar. So uh, cool. it's funny because Everton uses it as well. So it's like a it's going to be fun during that game. But anyway, uh, I think there's probably about 30, maybe 35 Liverpool supporters at 730 in the morning watching that game. And then at a table was Liz with her. She'd actually have on a uh, Fulham kit or anything like that. But the Fulham supporter and me with my Everton uh, jersey <laughs> on. And like we had a couple of friends who are Liverpool fans that sat with us. But we were like yeah. the 
the chaos table. And nice. as soon as uh, Fulham scored the first one, <laughs> I'm just like, rather walk alone, <laughs> like, <laughs> razzing them. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we were there way too long, though, because it was Fulham and then the 10 o'clock games, uh, which we mostly watched the Tottenham match. Yeah. And then at 1230, Everton played. So then we stayed for the Everton match. So by the time all of a sudden was done, I'm like, let's leave. I don't want to come back to this bar. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, you got- <laughs> yeah, right. It was like, oh, okay. And like, you we were like, hey, you're gonna stay for uh, the the Hounds watch party. I'm like, I can't <laughs> stay at this bar any longer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch the like full like thing of scores. How, who did Everton play and how'd it go? Uh, Everton played Chelsea and they lost. It was not okay. great, but it wasn't a bad. Like it wasn't like a game that we got blown out. And yeah. for how injured our plate list is and how thin our roster is right now. I was fully expecting it to be like, well, this is going to be terrible. Right. But uh, yeah, it was not as bad as I is. Th- it could have been. And especially against Chelsea. I mean, and, and not to belabor the point, because I know we have to talk about Hounds, but I saw what I, Everton just saw, uh, signed Connor Cody as yeah. a center back. I said, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, that's cool, but we need forwards right now. Like, yeah. like you look at the starting lineup, you're like, uh, we don't really have any forwards to play, really. So it's like, well, let's hope the midfield's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> corners, just a lot of corners. Yeah. <laughs> but what was great was the Riverhounds. And speaking of good defense, the Riverhounds. Uh, so, yeah, let's just jump into the match. Uh, ended up... 2-0 after the Hounds got a red card. Well, it was two accumulated yellows for Ybarra uh, at the, what was it, the 54th minute? Yeah. So, yeah, from the 54th minute on, we were playing a man down and kept him goalless. I, in fact, I thought we had a couple opportunities to actually score, and was surprised that we didn't. I thought Indy looked better when we had 11. <laughs> like, I think in the first half... They created more chances. There, there are a couple where um, I can I can remember one in particular where they they kind of got down the side and crossed in a ball and like one their one of their players was just like like one on one with the keeper and he just skied it. Um, I, I really enjoyed the commentator's note on that play in particular because it was uh, the guy had the opportunity he skied it. The commentator's like he does not miss those, and then like literally two <laughs> seconds later, he's like the last time he scored was like June eighteenth. <laughs> I was just like what. <laughs> Like, yes, he does miss those, apparently. Um, apparently. But, but uh, no, I, it was, I think for how bad Indy has been, like, for how bad their results have been, I haven't watched Indy, you know. Um, I was expecting them to be, this is going to sound weird to say, I was expecting them to be worse in that I thought they created some chances that they just didn't put away. Now, maybe that's when, like, it shows how bad they really are because they did create chances and, like, they couldn't do anything with them and so i think that further kind of illustrated maybe why they are where they are but i thought when it was when it was a bit more back and forth and they were going for it and we were going for it they created a couple more chances but i thought after um after the red card it'd be well not even i mean yeah you mentioned we, we had a couple more chances i'd be curious i'll stop talking here in a second <laughs> maybe a talking point like you know, a little bit down the road after we cover more of the general structure of the game was I thought the sub after the red card was really interesting when Lily brought on uh, Forbes and Kelly. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I get it. And there's just a lot to talk about there. I think it ended up working pretty well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought it was just, it was a game where, um, at the beginning it felt like we were kind of, you know, shadow boxing each other pretty well and pretty evenly. And then it's just when, when we had the chances, we made them count and they didn't. And that's what better teams do. They're like they, they make their chances count and then they, you know, they get the win on the road and that's, that's kind of how it played out. Yeah. And I, I will say, especially the first 15 minutes, even though we scored within that first 15 minutes, it looked like it was definitely, you know, both of us feeling each other out and it, they didn't look bad and it yeah. wasn't like we were dominating the whole game. Um, especially, I mean, obviously going down a man, it's harder to dominate, uh, you know, the possession, all everything like that. But so one of the, um, polls that Mongols put out was their man of the match. And obviously, you know, Cicerone won the poll, but God, like going a man down and having our defense, keep it scoreless like it wasn't mm-hmm. even like we 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 had a you know that cushion goal so we could have let them have one in and like not been panicking as much but it, we kept them at zero should have someone in the back line gotten man of the match do you think do you think jelani maybe or do you think it was such a group effort for the defense or like you know it wasn't even just the defense it was everyone playing yeah. defense um is it was it more of a, a group effort to make it you know scoreless I think that's what it is for me. I, I couldn't pick out a single player on the defense that stood out. I thought it was a really good collective, well-structured defensive, yeah, performance. I, I mean, I'm sure there was, but and and maybe I'm just you know, at this point I'm like trained to remember like the great attacking plays we make rather than the great defensive defensive plays. I remember, I think it was last week you specifically noted, I think it was Peters who like had a goal line clearance that really kind of ended yeah. up being really important. Um, and yeah. And so like, yeah, I mean, that's a really good pick out and there's just things that I, <laughs> I usually forget, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't, I mean, I think the part the problem is when, yeah, when an attacker makes a mistake, whatever, you know, when a defender makes a mistake, it leads to a goal. And so I remember mistakes from defenders a lot more. Like I'm, I'm remembering something that Ordonez did that like let in one of their players for a chance or whatever. So like, but I'm sure Ordonez had a lot of really good defensive plays. So yeah, I couldn't really think of, it was a good, strong defensive performance all around. Um, you know, I think by the end, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Kelly. Kelly ended up sitting up top and Dequa sat a bit deeper but yeah, it was, it was Kelly sitting up top, and then everyone behind the ball. Um, but uh, but yeah, I you know I'll say <laughs> as, as a joke, I'll say Jamali Waite gets it because I loved right when we got the red card is before the sub uh, came on, and you know so we get the red card. You can tell Lily is talking with you know the coaching staff like, all right, what do we do? How do we figure this out? You know, everyone's trying. And Jamali Waite catches the ball and then goes down with a cramp. I was like, you're the goalkeeper. How do you have a cramp? <laughs> like, he caught the ball and he's like, oh, my hamstring hurts. She's like, what? And I was just like, that is genius. And yeah. It, it just gave everyone an extra like minute and a half. And then the sub comes on. I was like, it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't pick one out. I don't know. What do, what do you think? No, I, I kind of agree with that. It was kind of a leading question to begin with because I, I do think it was just impressive to see. You know, a lot of it has been made about this season and how 
Lily usually has really strong defense and, you know, it, it's all about defense and how this season hasn't felt as much about that. And, you know, a lot of firepower, we signed a lot of forwards and it just felt like maybe that had fallen on the wayside. Um, maybe, you know, his, his tactics had evolved or whatever, but I, this was kind of that reminder that no, they can still do it. Like they, they have it in them to, you know, just hunker down and uh, have that full on defense. Now it is against Indy and Indy is, you know, I will. We talked a little bit about how they looked better than we expected, and even was uh, on Twitter. Uh, there's a couple of people I follow who are indie supporters, and like even they were pretty much being like, "Guys, this is like so much better than it has been previous weeks." Like I know we lost and it sucks, but uh, we looked a lot better than we have, which kind of says something about where their team's at right now when they lose two zero. You know, being up a man, and yeah. that's still like a people are seeing some silver lining there. Um, yeah. But I kind of going back a little bit. So when the lineup came out for this game, a lot of rotation. I think there was like four uh, players who normally don't start that were getting the start. We saw like Sims come back in. Mm -hmm. Um, Rovi was in. Yabar is in. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else was it? It was, uh, I want to say, is Bordonians usually starting? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, those are the three that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it was rotation and kind of was wondering a little bit at first, like, is this the game to rotate? Like, do you, I guess they aren't that great of a team, so maybe you can't afford it and you get five subs. So even if you do rotate and things aren't working out, you can kind of do a hockey change and just completely yeah. <laughs> do a line change and get everyone in there. Um, get your regular starters in plus more. So it wasn't terribly concerning to me, at least. Did you find it concerning? No, I think I think the other thing is I I need I um I need to vocalize and be aware of this so that you and Mike can check me on it. I, I have an affinity towards Sims. I, I think he's he's English. He he's number sixteen. I was always number sixteen growing up in my in my <laughs> sports. So I think like for me, I always like seeing him on the field. I think he plays pretty well. I don't think I'm blinded too much by my um, what would you call it like affinity towards him or yeah yeah i don't i don't think i'm a, a blinded too much by that but I, I i thought he played well and and i think he continues to play well and every time i see him so no like when he comes on i'm i'm happy with it the weird thing is i think in the past generally i think sims has come on and dixon maybe has played his opposite um on like the the other wing back um so if it's something where like you know unless Unless it's like, yeah, for rest or injury purposes. Like, yeah, I'd rather see Dixon play than Sims because Dixon's amazing. Um, but no, I like Sims. Um, I like Rivera too. I feel like Rivera hasn't had a run in the side uh, for a while. Not a consistent run. Yeah. Um, any bar I've, you know, I'm kind of mixed on. Um, but I will say he's, when, when you want to look for a partner in the midfield alongside Griffin, if you're going to commit to putting Mertz a little bit more advanced, I mean, what you you have Kenny, and then maybe Rivera, you know, and and that's it. So if you want something, if you're away from home, you're expecting something out of Indy, where you want someone who's gonna get some yellow cards, gonna get some fouls, and you know, play that kind of game. Yeah, I mean, okay, fine. He could be a good switch for Forbes. So no, I it, it, I thought that I thought the subs I could reason my way through them. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily buy this, but the I know the commentators mentioned, you know, on a 
on a hot game away from home when you have five subs and, and hydration breaks, maybe it's your, pre- you know, you're kind of saving the legs of the older guys a little bit more. And, um, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really buy that, but no, I, I like all those players and it didn't feel like, I remember the first game we played against the, you know, yeah, the, the away game against Detroit. I remember that was like, Oh, oh okay. Like that was, there was a lot of <laughs> changes there. Um, this didn't really feel like it. it felt like a normal kind of rotation thing, but what, what about you? Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't concerned about the rotation obviously, but because I already said that, but I, I do think that there might've been something to the whole idea that maybe resting some of the older guys and letting some of the, I think it's just the way it lines up. It's not so much that he was resting them because they were older. I think it was more, he was giving, the other players a chance, the younger guys a chance to show their worth and kind of like give them, you know, room to, to play. And it works out. That's also a really hot game. Um, I did think it was weird that we only had one hydration break uh, in the first half and the second half didn't have one. Um, I didn't even catch that. I, I, yeah. I remember the first hydration break. Yeah. It's like, Oh, oh okay. All right. I, I think the, the announcers made a note that they weren't going to do a second hydration break. Uh, hmm. That's the reason why I even, remembered it because they made that comment uh at the beginning of the half i was like oh oh i didn't one i didn't know they they let the announcers know like ahead of time like hey there's no hydration break this half but uh thought that was interesting um yeah, i'm surprised they can even do that within like the rules of the game yeah yeah, yeah. i imagine like once you make that decision at the first whistle then you kind of have to do it or whatever but yeah but regardless uh do you want to talk about the goals because the cicerone goals both of them pretty good yeah, both of them were really good. I and yeah, I mean Ciceroni gets the man of the match vote on the poll. I do think Dequa was a good shout. I, I think I, I, he he wasn't better than Ciceroni in this game. But I want to before talking about Ciceroni's goals, I, I think Dequa has been <laughs> Dequa has been just real. Like I I haven't stated it enough. I he's just so he's solid every week. Like he mm-hmm. puts in a seven out of ten performance every week. And he'll get his goals. He he works. I, I feel like for being a striker, he runs m- more than almost anyone else on the field. Um, yeah, I, and and Deke was I, I think Deke was really solid. I mean, and it takes something to keep Dane Kelly off the off the field. And right now, Deke was doing it. Um, but yeah, no Cicerone. I, yeah, ever since the end of that six game run where we didn't win, um, and I think what he he broke it by getting his goal against Red Bulls. Ever since then, I think he's just he he's looked a completely different player. Um, he's getting his goals. He looks confident. He looks cocky. You know, he's he's celebrating in certain ways after the goals that kind of indicate that he's like, yeah, I'm I'm feeling it now. He's setting up goals. He's not being selfish. I mean, he has he he put in a a couple really good balls in this game along with getting two goals. Um, so no, I, I yeah, I mean the. The the second one, the second goal in particular, it was just, yeah, I mean, what it, it, it was essentially like three. They looked simple passes in the buildup, but each one just kind of perfectly advanced the ball exactly the way we needed to, and it just led into. It looked really easy, and I, the goals that look really easy are the goals that like you have to work the hardest for and. <laughs> You know, I, I think it's usually like, uh, there's that quote of saying like, you know, a goal is either scored by two people doing a really good thing or one person doing like an amazing thing. And this felt like it was 
like three or four people doing an above average thing that just kind of chained together and just led into the goal. Yeah. It, it looked, it just looked like, okay, yeah, we are the better team than you. And like, this is how we prove it. And it just, it looked so good. It was so simple. Yeah. I, I, I love that goal. Yeah. I mean the, the first goal, the header in, in that was, uh, was it Ravi that, uh, did the, the assist there and it was just perfectly, Past. I mean that that going back to what you said, it, it is a situation where both those goals look simple for Cicerone because they were really good passes yeah. to him. They were ahead of him. They weren't like making him like go back or like trying to you know get a weird angle on it. It was just perfect passes and just popping it in. And yeah. it, both of them were great. I mean, obviously, there's still skill involved with actually you know de- redirecting that pass and making it into the goal. But yeah, yeah I think a lot should be said about both those. Uh, the passes so the the robbie one and the other one was dequa um, okay yeah yeah and it was nice it was great yeah. to see i i'm i'm super excited to see this running score i think uh we had another poll earlier in the week where uh over the next 12 games who scores more goals for the riverhounds and uh Ciceroni got 54 percent of the vote uh dequa got 45 percent of the vote almost 46 and uh i mean this kind of goes along with that uh but i will say that uh I, I, you know, I'm not going to be sad if <laughs> either one, like I want to be sad if I got that one wrong. I think I actually said Dequa, but mm. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, I think I would go Cicerone. I, I, Dequa feels very well. I mean, I don't know this, this, they, they both sound, this both sounds weird, but I was going to say Dequa feels very committed to being like a part of the system. And I get the feeling that Cicerone has a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder, especially now where he's, you know, yeah, he's like, if I don't score, I'm upset. And that's, you know, that's the kind of attitude I like for 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 goal scorers and and strikers. Not not that Deco necessarily doesn't have that. Deco just feels he looks just so committed to like the team effort. And that's wonderful. You need, you know, everyone needs to do that at a base level. And then you, know, you sprinkle, you know, fairy dust on top of that. And that's when you get great players. But Cicero just looks, he just looks on it. I mean, I don't, I'd be surprised other than like a resting situation. Yeah. I mean, I, he, he'd be one of my first names in the team sheet now. For sure. Um, so yeah, that's the goals. Uh, the fact that, uh, oh yeah, you kind of want to talk to the battle a little bit, but the thoughts about the subs after yeah. we went down a man, it is interesting who we brought on my defense in that one. And it ended up working obviously, but what I was thinking at the time was you're bringing on two players that control the ball and who control the, the, the flow a lot like they're they're going to be able to shut things down and they just have a good spatial awareness of the play around them and how to dictate that play so even though they're not like defenders necessarily they are definitely players that can control where that ball is going and how it's being dictated um yeah that was well well, let me ask you this question I, i that's a good point if the red card happens on like minute 75 do you think of the same subs are being made? Cause my, my, to give you time to think about that, yeah. my thought, my thought about that was the red card goes at 54 and Lily knows that like, okay, we can't, we can't just park the bus for 36 minutes. <laughs> like that's like we, that won't work. And so we need to still, have an edge going forward and threaten them in a way and and allow us to get out a bit more because we just can't play that game for 36 minutes and so i think that's why he does it 
If it happens on 75, I'm not sure. I think then he becomes a little more comfortable and confident. And, you know, I mean, the other thing is, you know, maybe we see Dos Santos earlier. I, you know, like, I think Dos Santos gets subbed on, but it, it's, it was after Kelly and uh, Kenny get subbed on. Um, yeah. And so maybe Dos Santos comes on and, and maybe Mikhail Williams and they sure something. I mean, looking at the bench, actually, I mean, there isn't a ton. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to bring this up. I'm like, uh, the only other option would have been Kisa or Vasevic. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's also the other option, not subbing on yeah. all five players, which Lily would do that. Like Lily would totally be like, it's working. Who cares? I'm not going to use all five subs. I will say, though, I mean, it felt like everyone was going down with cramp in this game. So, yeah, but you don't think that was just just time wasting on our part? Like we were just trying to get that. Clock I think Jamali waits time wasting. And then Obviously, when, yeah. when when Toby Sims goes down, though, I mean, I can believe that a little more. Um, yeah. When, but or, or like Griffin or something. But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Anything after that red card, I feel like was probably just, you know, a little bit of embellishment, but yeah, I, I can see it. And going back to Toby Sims, by, by the way, I forgot to mention it because you said at the beginning of a uh, thing where you're, you're one of your ta- tangents there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do think Toby Sims is just a fun player to watch. And personality wise, he's also really fun. Like, I don't know if you're you follow their social media at all uh, that much, but uh there was a challenge that apparently he said that he can finish a Rubik's cube in, in a minute. And people are like, mm, yeah, right. Yes. No, you can't. And so they did a, a fun video uh, with him actually. And I think it was Yabara was with him. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got to check you know, this out. Had a stopwatch going and like, here you go, here it is. And like, he mixed it up for him and then handed it to him. And then they had the stopwatch going and yeah, sure enough. That's awesome. Like 47 seconds, 47 seconds or 45 seconds, somewhere around there. Got it finished. So that was, Really fun to watch um, that. And I'm I'm always partial to Sims, if nothing else, because of Fez from a uh, UK fan podcast. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. It's oi, oi, Toby boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so how, how are you with the Rubik's Cube skills, Josh? Not good at all. Not yeah, good at all. I, I had one for the longest time and I never solved it. And I, those stickers come off, though. I don't know if you know that. It's easy to pull <laughs> the stickers off and rearrange them. I'm just saying you can make it look like you solved it. <laughs> I feel like it's just, yeah, I'm the same. I get this. Maybe this tells a lot about me and I need to work a lot more on myself, but I feel like like the Rubik's cube just is like laughing at me. And it's just like, I can't solve it. Like I can't do it. And I just hate myself. And then, yeah, it's just not good. So yeah. Um, we should probably actually talk about Yabara and his two yellows. Um, I thought it was stupid. Like the second yellow, I, I get it. Like if you're not on a yellow, you do what he did. Yeah. But you're on a yellow. You can't do what he did. Like yeah. it completely pulled the defend or the attacking player back yeah. because he he got past him and he was going towards goal. I mean, we're up by two. Yeah, you don't need to make that foul, and especially if you're on a yellow, you don't need to make that foul. I think he knew it too. Like I think like oh, yeah. when it happened, he, you know, he puts his puts his you know head in his shirt, and he's just like, oh man. Like I think it's just one of those <laughs> things where you do it instinctively, yeah, and then you forget <laughs> that you're on a yellow. You're right. I mean, yeah, any other point in the game, because that's the thing. Like if you if you go in a little hot on a challenge, you're you're kind of you're pushing the ref into a tough place that he doesn't really want to give a second yellow for something like that. But you know, so sometimes you can get away with something like that. With with blatant, I'm going to stop the play because I've been beaten. That's like always a yellow, unless you're doing it like down by their 
18 yard box or something, you know? Um, and even then, so yeah, it, it, it was, as soon as it happened, I was like, yep. Like, you know, usually I feel like we're pretty contentious around whether or not something's a red, especially when it's on our end. But I mean, it was, I think it was probably the, probably the right call. If he's going for the ball and he, he commits a foul, it's one thing, but this is yeah. legit just like pulling your hand or, you know, pulling the back of the Jersey, trying to stop the player from making the play. And it's like, well, that's obviously a yellow card. Like there's yeah. no way around it. So yeah, it was definitely a, a yellowable offense <laughs> and sending off. So uh, it is what it, it is. It, it was a spicy game. I mean, like, you know, they, what they get four yellows. Um, I mean, we get the one red, I mean, with two yellows for Ibarra, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of I'm trying to pull up the numbers in front of me, but, but yeah, 13 fouls versus 14 fouls. Um, geez, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them were going kind of unpunished because the, the, I will say I thought the ref was doing a good job of just kind of letting the game go. Yeah. And like, I, I felt like there wasn't a lot of like whistling for the time to stop or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a rough game and it's funny. Even the announcers kept on talking about how like these games are usually low scoring because it's the hounds in Indy and the, the you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm not saying two zero is high scoring, but it definitely felt a lot more action packed than some previous games with us. When what Rivera hits the post. Yeah. Yeah. That, right? that I think that was Rivera. Yeah. Like, and there was even a save earlier. I think that the keeper made, um, I'm trying to think of it. I think was it was after. Ciceroni. What, it was like a rocket right down yes. the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, Ciceroni. was it before the red? I think it was before the red. Yeah. And I definitely thought like that, like the keeper kept them in. Like it was right to the keeper. So it's not much. It was, but that was like probably one of the best hit strikes in the USL oh, yeah. I've seen. <laughs> okay. For how far out he was, he wasn't in the box and it, it just was a rocket and it like the you know the ringing sound from the gloves like the, the yeah. thump of the glove it was like ooh, that good thing those gloves are padded that uh that was a pretty well this shot. this brings up this conversation topic brings up the point i mean we haven't talked about it yet but the ghost goal no goal that indy might have oh, scored yeah. i completely forgot about that until talking about it now yeah what do you think i don't know i'm okay from the angles we could see mm -hmm. it looked like it was probably a goal just from looking at the pellets coming up and like how far into the goal those pellets came up. But I mean, the whole ball has to be past the line. You have to be able to see, you know, a smidge of green between the, the, the line and the ball. Like it has to be that, that far in. There's no way for us to know if it was yeah. that far in, like yeah. without goal line technology, without having a camera right there pointing down, no clue. But from the angles we saw, it was probably in. That's I, I feel the exact same way. I feel like given given the angles that we saw, it was pretty clear to me that like minimum 80% of the ball was in. But, you know, even if 99% of the ball is in, it's still not a goal. And you need to, you know, be sure about that. So, yeah, that w w with the technology that's available in the USL, there's no way of clarifying it. It definitely, like when it went, I was like, oh, man, like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, we'll never know. But it was, it was very close. Um, the, the steel army tweeted out and then, uh, I can't remember who actually got the video, but back in 2020, there was a no goal called against us against Indy at home. And it was a very, very similar situation where they didn't call the goal, a goal. And it looked obvious that it was a goal. It hit the top and it went down and it like bounced That's out. Some good sleuthing. 
yeah yeah <laughs> like watching the video it's like yeah yeah uh the steel armies uh did the hounds just get even for the 2020 no goal <laughs> i think they did <laughs> and then, here's the thing though even even if it went in like i don't i don't know i don't think the game changes i think we still win 2-1 like i, I don't know yeah yeah it, 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 they didn't look like although you never know once a goal yeah. happens if like yeah. people's emotions change people get a little bit more sloppy or a little bit more nervous and like the other side gets a little bit more you know motivated and feels like there's a chance so they they play harder so like it's hard to say but i do feel like the way we were controlling the midfield and, and able to keep things out probably would have been okay mm-hmm. uh but it was close <laughs> i gotta give it up to the any fans too they're they're uh committed to uh playing brass instruments shirtless like that's their thing (laughs) i was was surprised and impressed like there's a lot of shirtless dudes in there (laughs) you don't have to give indie fans anything Um, i'm just gonna say that it's fine (laughs) no yeah i'm not a huge brass fan when it comes to soccer sometimes Mm. but it's when it's done well i do enjoy it but too many yeah. times you get someone in there drinking a little bit too much, just blowing <laughs> on a horn, and like they're the only thing you can hear. And you're just like, bro, come on. <laughs> it's a little bit look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this game before we look at the standings? Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, so far, maybe just like doing a final recap. I mean, so far, we've been loosely right a, a couple podcasts ago we were like all right is it is jamali wait the keeper now for the rest of the season looks like it i mean for sure continues to look like it now um i do wonder whether or not we're starting to cement that in in other positions across the field too i mean i think generally speaking ordonez wheat and peters probably the setback three with Williams getting in every once in a while. I think he'll change it up at the wing backs. Griffin's a lock and he'll get a different partner every once in a while. And then so the question I'm leading up to is my hunches, I think unless he needs a break, I think, I think it's Dequan Cicerone. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think Kelly's going to get a start, <laughs> like, and like a start, with a consistent run of games from now until the end of the season. So I, th- I think at this point, I think Lily's starting, he's trying to settle into a lineup as best he can. Um, it seems like he likes Dequa. Kelly hasn't started in a while. Um, if I was more you know, prepared, I would know this number off the top of my head, but yeah, I can't, I can't remember the last time Kelly's had two straight starts or something. Um, it's, it's been a while. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts or comments on like whether or not you think, um, you know, someone else i mean dicks like dixon will start given you know the right situation so will kenny um so both of them be on the bench this week okay whatever you, you mentioned about rotation before but i think kelly is the one where i think we have enough stuff now we have enough evidence to suggest that i, I think it's you know it's dequin cicerone that he's going to favor and then it may he'll do something with dixon he'll do something with mertz and then that's that's kind of it yeah, I mean it's 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 working. Keep going with it. And it's if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that you know Dan Kelly was not going to be consistently our starter and our star player, I would have been very very surprised. So yeah. it is kind of just baffling that that's what happened and very surprising. But I do think you know 
it's such an intimidating bench. Like as soon as like every announcer and, and you, know, you always see it about, you know, analysis of the hounds. It's like their bench is a lot of teams starting lineup. Like yeah. it, it's a situation where they have such firepower and such, you know, veteran stalwarts of the league that it's crazy to think who we have on our bench and what we can bring out when we need it, the, you know, certain tools. And it's, it's a good problem to have. I'm the fact that, you know, he might be on the bench more often than not, but he will probably show up in every game almost. Like I, I could definitely see that being like a consistent sub that we have happen. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Yeah. So, yeah, not not a problem to me. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. All right, so let's look at the line or the the table, and I believe this has been updated. Mike said it was updated, but you know, he's on the show, so maybe <laughs> are we in fourth? We're in fourth. This looks right. Okay. Yeah, it looks right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Hounds are sitting in fourth place right now because Memphis, actually, the whole slate of games this week did not really do us any favors. Yeah. Uh, everyone who we didn't really want to win won uh, or draw, didn't draw. But regardless, so we're in fourth uh, with uh, 43 points. Memphis is now uh, in third with 45 points. And then we have Tampa with 48 points. And then at, up top, we have. Louisville with 49 points. We have not much breathing room below us either because Birmingham is right below us with 41 points. That's only two points less than we have. And then a little bit more of breathing room after that. We have uh, Detroit with 35 points. But the point, yeah, I mean, like the point with a little bit of breathing room with Birmingham is really valid because for me, whether or not, you know, changing between fourth and fifth, from a playoff perspective is extremely important yes. changing from, you know, fifth to six, whatever. I, I don't, I don't care too much. You're picking between playing Louisville or Tampa. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's, it's really important. I'm happy to see Detroit fall away a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm, we'll see what Birmingham can do. Uh, you know, they're on a three game winning streak based off of what we're looking at here. Um, yeah. I mean, so unfortunate, but, you know, we have a chance to change that uh, this this upcoming week because we got Memphis. Yeah. All right. Nothing else I can really think about talking about that except for the fact <laughs> that, yeah, uh, Detroit is falling away. And uh, if it's a trend, a lot of people called on this saying that Detroit was probably going to have an issue staying up uh, with the quality they've been having all season long just because of how shallow their bench is. And just this is their first season in a league that lasts this long so it's not gonna be that surprising um yeah so i guess we should probably talk about the next game which i did not pull up anything about but i know it's memphis that's about it (laughs) it's it what it's memphis at home yeah at high mark um yeah i mean i don't know memphis memphis (laughs) i mean this is an important game because of the fact that they're right above us in the standings uh, they at 45 points, we're at 43. So if we win this game, that means they can't win a game that week. So it's a six point swing and we for sure, you know, top them in the standings. And it's it's not that far away to second place. Like, it's not like we're completely out of the running for second or first even. But second is, you know, first or second would be great. <laughs> yeah. My only thing about second, though, is looking at where tampa is okay yeah we're five points away from tampa yeah five points is just two weeks like that's nothing yeah that's nothing Um, but 
Tampa has lost three games all season. <laughs> like, that's the, so, you know, we, we've lost six, they've lost three all season. So I don't know. It's just, it feels like Louisville and Tampa are just on a pedestal and, and we're all just trying to keep up to me. Weirdly enough, I almost feel like this game against Memphis, it, it's more important about, about our relationship to Birmingham rather than it is our relationship to like third or second. Like if That's anything, fair. I want to, I want to get another three points to keep more space between us and Birmingham. The fact that it's Memphis, that's great, but you know, I don't really care. <laughs> like, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is a big game. Um, I will say, and what, I mean, looking at Memphis's previous schedule, uh, last time they played Tampa and Louisville, they lost both those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you want to, you know, extrapolate that out and say maybe that you know they're where they are for a reason you know maybe they can't they can't really turn it on against the bigger teams and if we're you know a riverhounds podcast and if we're going to say that the riverhounds have been underperforming and actually you know like we should be up there rubbing elbows with tampa you know more than we already are then you know maybe that bodes well for us or something i don't know but you know we're we're playing we're playing really well at the moment we're going to be home you know, even though Memphis is ahead of us in the table, I think this is this is pretty even. This is kind of a coin toss for this game. Yeah, and like just kind of keeping on that thread about you know the the top dogs and all that. So we, the rest of the season, we play Memphis once, we play Louisville once, and we play I guess Birmingham would be the other top one as far as in the East Coast. Um, everyone else are you know either and we get, we get all those games. at home, right? I think. Uh, uh, Birmingham's away. So Birmingham's away. Louisville's at home. And obviously Memphis is at home. I thought um, we had, don't we? No, we don't play Tampa again. Yeah, we already played Tampa at home. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, it's not like, there's only, I, I, I like our running. Coast. Yeah. I, I don't know about the West Coast teams. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know enough yeah, about the true. West Coast teams. So, we <laughs> like, we play Orange County. We play San Antonio. We play Sacramento Republic. And then we play yeah. Oakland Roots. Like, those are yeah. all of our last games. Yeah. And all of them are West Coast teams. So. But three of them are at home, which is nice. That helps. That helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um, but, yeah, going back to, to, to the Memphis thing is, like, that's where we're at as far as what we're playing. And it is nice to know we do have a game against Birmingham. So, like, something work if we need to win like that's a good one to win because that that can be you know a huge swing in points but like birmingham plays like i guess they they play indy 11 which is not doing great they played the rowdies in the last game they also so you, don't have very many teams left that are like really like top dog teams you're, you're saying their schedule at the end of the season might be a little easier than ours I think it's on par with ours. I don't think ours is all that bad either, but I, I, I don't think it's, it's a, maybe a little bit easier. So we, you know, all the points matter, obviously, uh, yeah. especially at this endeavor at this time of the season, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. And beating Memphis would go a long ways to, you know, giving us a little bit more breathing room. So hopefully. I think so too. I think the other thing, and I mean, I know this isn't Memphis ex- uh, explicit, but um in our lot, you know, we have eleven games left. Seven of them are at home. I mean, we're we're unbalanced in the in the best way possible. Um, seven home games and and four away games. Um, and like we mentioned, those the big ones are at home too. I, that that game against Louisville, you know, at Highmark, September tenth is just freaking huge. I mean, it's it's the what there's. 
it's the sixth to the last game of the season. So like we, we should be at that point essentially in prime playoff like mode. Um, you know, that could be a, 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 just a huge game. I mean, but not to over overstate this, you know, this coming weekend on Saturday, August 3rd, 13th. Um, yeah. I mean, this, the Memphis game's huge. It's fourth versus third. Um, Memphis is in a good run of form. So are we, uh, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up a little bit shorter of one today, but that's because there's only two of us, so we can't vamp as exactly. much. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I'm just trying to quickly, before we wrap up, go back and check. Yeah. What the last time we played Memphis was like way early in the season, right? Wasn't the first game? Well, was it not the first game? It was. It was right after. Yeah, it was the first game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the first game of the season was uh, Memphis, and we won three zero. March twelfth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, I remember it being referred to on the podcast where we all thought like Memphis was going to be bad, and we beat them, and they got it right. You know what? And it was just like, oh yeah, easy. But <laughs> ever since then. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're a good team. They've been doing great, and it would be fantastic to, you know, I, I, personally, I think being in third is really cool. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, the whole idea of, like, the top three teams. Like, you know. No, I think it's important. I mean, I, I think yeah. we should do everything, I mean, especially because, like, what, if we go back to the standings, like, okay, if you, if you blew the whistle now, if we had, it, that'd be the difference between playing Miami or Tulsa. Um, so... You know, you can have your opinions on how that might change, or you can have your opinions on the differences between Miami and Tulsa. But I mean, just looking at their, you know, goal difference or that their goal difference, Miami has a goal difference of plus four on the season. Tulsa has a goal difference of minus eleven. So, you know, I and and based off of just what I know about Miami and Tulsa, yeah, you'd you'd rather. Well, no, wait, I'm getting all of this wrong. Jeez, why? Oh, why? Why didn't you stop me? <laughs> I was waiting. I thought about, like, it's a play-in, so it could be either Tulsa or Indy, right? Well, no, but also what that, that would be first or second, right? So if you're third, oh, yeah, fourth, yeah, you're, right, you're right, playing right, fifth right. or sixth. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be yeah. That's what that'd was... be the difference between playing Birmingham or Detroit. I was wrong for a different reason. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. See, Mike, when you're not on the show, it's just. Uh... <laughs> Although Josh is doing a wonderful job. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I you know, right now I'd rather play Detroit than, than Birmingham. So you know, the difference between third and fourth is pretty important. But oh man, Detroit in the playoffs—that'd that'd be, be amazing. Whew, that'd be a game. That'd be a game. All right. Well, that's all I got. That's all you got. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to end the podcast because I did not look. at. <laughs> I think that's very reasonable. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Everyone have a good week. We'll see you next week. And hopefully uh, I will be with another victory beverage. Cheers. I legitimately forgot what I was, I was like. Wait, what do I say? He's wrapping up so quick. I need time. Cheers. <laughs> Later. <laughs>